0: Welcome to another episode of Meals Divided. I'm Katherine Edelstein.
1: And I'm Christopher Ryan.
0: And we're here this time to talk about um, pesca veganism, which, as you know, I follow, and that Chris had decided to go along with, to give up his keto diet and to go along with being pesca vegan along with me for the last couple of months. And seemingly it was going all right from my perspective. Um, but not from Chris's perspective. So he's gonna explain a little bit why it didn't work for him and sort of what were the things he saw or noticed that made him realize that it wasn't the right thing for him.
1: Well, for me, I found, uh, first off, that I gained more weight in the uh, few months that I was on the vegan pesca vegan diet uh, than I gained in, in years. And so it was a little alarming to see that, uh, while I was following the, the pesca vegan diet, um, fairly religiously, um, I seemed to shoot up and, and wait. And I think a lot of that was because of the, the different carbs that I ate. And many of those carbs were those that uh, I snacked on, you know, breads, chips, rice, things like that, that I don't think my body processed that well. So, um, it just seemed that the choices that I was making didn't seem to contribute to the kind of weight loss that I was trying to look for. Um, and also I was hoping that it would maybe contribute to some sort of lifestyle that I could uh, you know, move over to. But I did enjoy it. There were a lot of things that I took away from the, uh, the diet that uh, I think I'll always use. Um, I don't think I'll ever go back to having much dairy I pretty much gave up uh, milk and butter and cheese, but uh, I think certainly uh, having almond milk and a lot of the different almond um, and oat and other types of alternatives to dairy were actually great. Uh, We made some great meals. Um, We made a uh, seafood chowder with an oat milk base. That
0: was incredible. It
1: was wonderful.
0: Restaurant, restaurant quality.
1: Absolutely, and and I think that we can continue to try to perfect that recipe, but there were some other things, stir fries and uh, other types of meals that we put together that were great. Especially
0: vegetable dumplings, those were really good. They
1: were fantastic, absolutely.
0: I mean, you created your own sauce.
1: I did, and I really enjoyed uh, uh, that type of dumpling, and it had a vegetable interior, so (laughs) Um, I'll I'll always enjoy that, probably to moderation, because they certainly have a lot of carbs in them too. But uh, I think going back to uh, keto, uh, I think I'm gonna be a little bit more uh, structured and a little bit more disciplined, probably not having as many processed meats, which were pretty unhealthy, and um, while they were delicious, they uh, really are not the kind of base for a uh, diet that you really want to be healthy with. Yeah, and
0: I also recall you saying many times over the last couple months that you've been eating pesca vegan that you have had more energy, you felt better, less lethargic, had more energy.
1: True, absolutely, and uh, I have to just figure out what exactly contributed to that, Uh, but certainly uh, both the uh, keto and the uh, pesca vegan, one thing that has been in common in addition to the almond milk, has been salads, dinner salads, and uh, with salmon or uh, tuna on on the salad. And so uh, I really think that going forward, I'll always have that in my uh, repertoire.
0: So um, what do you think you would maybe tell people who were thinking of going vegan, What like some of the, the things to yield to and some of the things to definitely steer away from?
1: Well, I think you have to really be careful about choosing your carbs. Um, I think that uh, the kind of carbs that uh, I tend to want to eat are those that are probably the least healthy. And so uh, that's one area. Um, Certainly the choice of vegetables. Um, You know, there are a lot of vegetables that have a lot of sugars and um, I would certainly stay away from them as well. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, having variety, um, you know, certainly having the legumes, the Mm -hmm. beans sometimes are are useful Um, and really just variety, just mix it up and have different things and don't really uh, settle for uh, something that's too narrow.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny, I think because I don't live to eat, but eat to live, that I don't need excessive anything really to be satisfied so I could have a bowl of cereal and be happy for dinner uh, or for breakfast which I think speaking of cereal that was really one of the things I saw that you loved the most you could not um, I think wait even 10 minutes uh, of getting out of bed and I would know that you would be pouring a bowl of cereal what kind of cereal were you eating
1: Well, I was I was uh, eating uh, vanilla almond special K and sometimes I would add some additional nuts to it or I would uh, maybe pour a little bit of uh, maple syrup in it. Certainly probably not the best choice, but it was kind of a craving for me and I probably had a little more than I should have had each uh, time in terms of portions. So portion control was probably another issue from the vegan perspective that uh, I think was difficult for me because I I tend to like the quantity. And when I was on keto, I found that I really didn't eat as large of a meal and I felt full earlier.
0: Interesting, that's very interesting. So yeah, quantity is something to pay attention to no matter how we eat, right? That um, people who are vegetarian or vegan can be very overweight Um, And even though they're eating what you would think is healthy, too much of healthy, as they say, is still not a good thing, right? Because everything has calories. So unless you're going to burn it off, you really have to be careful about how much you consume.
1: That's true. And actually, during COVID time, um, you know, the opportunities for getting out and exercising are, are probably lesser. And now that the colder weather is settling in, um, going out for walks or riding bikes or going to the gym is, is out of, uh, um, the realm of, of reasonableness right now because of COVID. So, um, certainly, uh, everything now is diet. And, um, obviously the best thing to do is, is certainly diet and exercise, uh, together are an important way to keep healthy.
0: Yeah, you bring up a good point. You know, I think one thing I've always realized is that the more I exercise, the more I can eat and that during COVID times, we're really not moving around as a, as a professor. I am teaching a lot uh, on Zoom, though I do go on campus once a week, but literally sitting at a computer at a desk on Zoom when I was used to going into Boston every day back and forth and walking a lot, um, at least a few miles a day that, that cutback has made me realize I need to cut back on how much I eat because I'm not gonna burn it up. So I think that's been a big problem for a lot of people through COVID. I mean, having to cut back what you eat when you have the time actually, and you're just hanging around at home with all the food around you, it's sort of um, ironic that it's a time where you should cut back when you have everything around you and, you're, and, and probably wanna go into your cupboards even more often.
1: That's true. And, and I will say from my perspective uh, at work, um, I had a fairly even balance of working at my desk, but also going out to meetings, going out into the field to visit properties. That's really been you know, reduced to almost nothing these days. And Zoom has become a big part of my day as well. And certainly I find myself uh, with long stretches in the office, uh, that I'll be kind of grazing on, at my desk too. So, so yeah. maybe,
0: maybe it's Zoom's fault.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> Zoom's fault. So I think if we went to WebEx or some other alternative, we'd probably eat less.
0: No, I just saying, you know, anytime people are sitting at their desks all day, especially when they can't get out and do their regular, um, activities, cuts back on how many calories we're burning up.
1: I think that's a big part um, of it, yeah, I agree.
0: You know, I think, you know, you always hear about everyone over the COVID-25, the COVID-15, almost like the freshman 15 when you start college, right? Right, That you you have access to all this food and you're not moving around as much. So I think that's something for everyone, you know, maybe our listeners to think about too is the fact that the less you do physically, activity-wise, the less we should eat whether you're on keto or whether you're uh, pesca vegan, taking into consideration how many calories we're consuming. Nobody likes to do that. I mean, there are a lot of free apps that you can download on your phone nowadays. Um, And I know I did that for a a long time when I first started eating pesca vegan, because I realized that um, it was really important to be honest with myself about what I'm eating. So now I know when I choose certain things to eat, I know, for example, cereal in the morning. I know what a cup looks like or a half a cup looks like based on how much I pour into a bowl. And I'm careful to always only have that amount, which is interesting. And it's actually the serving on the side of the box. You know, I think that maybe you were having two cups of cereal, for example, instead of a cup. But, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot at the moment, but it adds up over time.
1: That's true. And and also I found that uh, if I ate the size of breakfast that I ended up eating with the cereal that I ate, I didn't have a mid-morning snack. But I found that earlier on, before that, when I was having only a small amount of cereal, that I almost always felt hungry mid-morning. So that has that has to be something else. But it's to okay to out. be hungry
0: mid-morning. It just depends what your what your go-to is when you're hungry. I know you used to eat seaweed, right?
1: Exactly, but that's not really a mid-morning snack.
0: <laughs> so maybe an apple that would never be something you would choose. No, but maybe a peach or a pear or something like that. Yeah, maybe, you know, adding fruit. That's something both of us could do. I think a little bit more of.
1: Well, I can't do that on keto, but maybe if I get post keto when I get the weight that I want to get to. I can sort of reintroduce those kinds of things. So I'll look forward to that. Any final thoughts before we sign off?
0: Just that I know uh, we're not the only ones going through this with, with lack of activity, sitting at our desks more than we ever have. Uh, maybe you've got kids at home and you're just trying to give them some food and eat yourself quickly so you can get back to work and um, at your desk while they're playing or somebody else is watching them. It's just really hard to make good choices right now. And you can give yourself a hall pass, but at the same time, you know, be honest with yourself and get on the scale every so often. Just be honest with yourself, keep track, don't let go. If you let everything go, um, I think, you know, feeling bad about ourselves is is not the way we want to feel. So there's enough to feel bad about right now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I agree. And also give yourself a break over the Thanksgiving holiday, um, particularly the fact that you may not be seeing some of the family and friends that you would expect to see. So don't worry if you eat just a little extra because of that. So uh, we'll give you a pass for that too.
0: Well, I won't be having turkey or tofurkey. I have decided to have um, crab cakes instead.
1: good for you. I think I'll have some, too.
0: Well, we'll have to see if I share them with you. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. And we wish you a very happy holiday. Uh, However you're spending Thanksgiving, we hope you find a way to make it meaningful.
1: All right. This is uh, Meals Divided, Chris Ryan.
0: Kathy Edelstein, signing off.
1: Talk to you soon. Bye.